your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com, your year-round source for football in the state of Texas. I said year-round. Just because this is the last episode doesn't mean we're done. That's right. It's 365 football here. I'm the Tep, Greg Tepper. I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and joining us on this, the final 2019 edition of Tep and Step. Unless you want to do like a Boxing Day edition. No, I'll pass. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love you guys, but no. This is your Saturday state championship game preview. The last day of the Texas high school football season. It's going to be makes me sad, happy. I know it is. It's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird moment wherein we like, I'm done by this point. I'm cooked (laughs) because I have been on for like four days. Mm -hmm. Like I am like, like, look, you know, you know me off air. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, nor- pretty, pretty much the same guy on air as off air. Pretty much, right? yeah, pretty yeah. much. I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I like to think I'm pretty genuine. But inevitably, when you're on television, like you've got to turn, you up, turn it up a notch turn up or the two. Personality, yeah, right. Uh-huh. It's like Mike Craven uh, always said that he's like, I could never do what you do because he's like, I just can't put on that smile and I can't mm-hmm. go and, and do that. And it's like you've got to be thinking. And I remember, like, you are so fried by the end of that. And I know you are, too. Oh, yeah. That it's just you spend four days there. You watch 12 games. You break it down. You're thinking. You're talking. You're talking to people. Like, you're being – you're interacting Mm -hmm, with people. mm -hmm. And then by the time it's over, you are so fried. But then I find that it's, like, the Monday. And I'll be driving to St. Louis at that point for with with Hank and and Tepwife to go to Tepwife's family's house christmas and it'll hit me on the road i'll go damn it's over yeah mm-hmm. monday sunday you're you just recover you're just you're the sunday sunday you're dead to the world yes yeah sunday i turn my phone off uh i don't do anything but yeah monday you're like because you know mondays the routine starts again for us mm-hmm. we get ready for the next week there's no routine on monday no. monday it's like i don't have you're literally like i don't have anything to do i'm hanging up pads you know yeah. what I mean? We're hanging up pads too, guys. Yeah. So there you go. Let's get sad. But but let's get happy because maybe we'll have something happen like happened last year. I think yeah. Uh, look, because we got that burst of energy at the end of the, at the end last year. With those last two games, man. Yeah. Those last two games. You got a lot to live up to, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's bring the heat again. It's the final day of the 2019 Texas high school football season. Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. We will kick it off at 11 a.m. with potentially history. The 5A Division II state championship game, a rematch of last year's game, as the Alito Bearcats aim for historic title number nine yep. against Fort Ben Marshall. And look, Alito blew away Fort Ben Marshall last year. 55-19. 55-19. So why even play the game again this year? Right? Right? Wrong. If you, I'll tell you what. If anybody out there, and I, I, I am certainly not suggesting that you gamble on Texas on high school football. I'm not suggesting that. No. You're a degenerate, but not that much of a de- degenerate. But if anyone offers you Fort Bend Marshall plus 36, take it. Because this is, this is a different ball game. And there are elements that I think are the same. 
But at the same time, I think these are two, even though the principles in this game in large part are the same, I think this is a different ball game. Everything about this game is different. Yes. And let's start let's start with Fort Ben Marshall. Yeah. Okay. Fort Ben Marshall last year came into their semi so in the semi that they had a teammate for those of you who don't know, Fort Ben Marshall last year, first trip to the state championships. That's that in and of itself is amazing. Is amazing and tough. When you're going into AT and T Stadium for the first time, you've got the wide eyes, it's a whole new atmosphere, everything's different. Add into the fact that this was an emotionally spent team by the time they got to AT&T Stadium. They had a teammate that was murdered a little bit more than a week before the state championships. They they played Cal Allen just a couple of days after Drew Conley's death. And emotionally, they, they laid it all out on the line. They beat, they beat a good Cal Allen team. And by the time they got to AT&T Stadium, I don't think they had anything left in the tank. Mm-hmm. And then you're going up against that juggernaut that's Alito, who was bigger, more physical, deeper than you are, and it was over very quickly fast forward to this year I think Fort Ben Marshall's a better team especially on the defensive side of the ball this mm-hmm. is an improved defensive team and guess what they still have Devon Chan and Malik Hornsby in the backfield they can still do damage they're going to be they, they're going to know the lay of the land this is not going to be a first time thing for them they don't have that emotional weight on their shoulders now and then you add in the fact that I saw Alito last week this is a wounded Alito team. Mm-hmm. This is a banged up Alito team. And Jace McClellan, God bless him, he is he's gutting it out, man. He's maybe sixty percent right now. Like he cannot cut on that foot. He he's he's in a boot all last week. He didn't practice all last week and comes out and plays. And for the first quarter, looked okay. But then you can just see as the game wore on that that ankle just started to wear and it just wasn't right. JoJo Earl is not right. He, no. His arm, and there was points something in the game. Something hand, arm, wrist, something at, like that. At one point in the game, uh, his arm was just basically hanging down on his side. And I mean, Luke Bishop had to, or Jake Bishop, sorry. Force of habit. Uh, Jake Bishop had, to, uh, at certain points in that game, almost win it on his own. So, this is, a, and, and add to the fact this is an Alito team that's not as good up front on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the principles in this, in this game are different, but... It's Alito, and it's that experience, and it's that they just know how to win these games. It's a lot for Fort Ben Marshall to overcome. I think it's coaching too. It's Tim Buchanan. He's he's a wizard. Like yeah. he knows what he's doing in games like this. And we love James Williams, and we're, yes. we we think very highly of James Williams. But until you get to that mount, uh, get to that mountaintop, there's still that question. Absolutely. And that question's there with Fort Ben Marshall. But I. I, I I think this is going to be a very close, very entertaining game. I think this game has a chance to be wildly different from last yeah. year. And look, people are probably tired of hearing me saying this, but the reason that for the reason that Alito won the title last year was not Jace McClellan, mm-hmm. and Jace McClellan would tell you that it was not Jake Bishop, it was not JoJo Earl, it was not those guys. It was the offensive and defensive lines, which they they beat the brakes off of Fort Ben Marshall. They, dom- they beat the crap out of them. They dominated them. They clobbered them in the yeah. trenches. It was a no contest in the trenches, and at that point, it was over. Yeah. At that point. Because our, because the, Malik Hornsby had no time to operate. Devon Chan was running for his life. And and they were deep defensive linemen and linebackers picking themselves up, up off the ground exactly. after every play. They were getting, they were getting road graded. Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alito... Still excellent up front. 
Maybe not as good as they were last year. But it's not that no contest. It's not a no contest. The gap has narrowed. The question is, how much has it narrowed? And what happens then? Because we we don't know what happens when Devonna Chan and Malik Hornsby get loose against Alito. We don't because they didn't. Mm -hmm. If they start getting loose, what happens then? Yeah. And then there's the other side of it, which is this Marshall defense is a lot better, like noticeably a lot better. Yes. They got beat up by Manville in their one loss. And since then, it's been a different team. It's been a lot of beatdowns. They've been locking people down. And by the way, they have played offenses that arguably are more explosive than Alito in Anum Consolidated and Manville, mm-hmm. and they've beaten them. They've beaten them soundly. Yeah. And including last week. Bernie Champion. Yeah, they got some turn. They, they forced some turnovers. And that game was forty-eight uh, seven at halftime, and it was over. It There's, was a butt kicking. Marshall starters were on the bench in the third quarter of that game. Look, I don't think there's a way you can pick against Alito. Yeah, you okay. know the computer picked Marshall. I think right. Mm-hmm. I think the computer likes Marshall, but yeah, I you can't pick against Alito, but. A Fort Bend Marshall win, and I was kind of riding the fence. Fort Bend Marshall win would not, I would not be no, stunned. Not, not surprised. I would not, at all. I would not be surprised at all. Last year, I think I would have been legitimately stunned. And I'm not, mm, not, 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 for me last year. I, well, I, kinda, I was no, one of the ones who thought Alito no, would, would yeah, Well, roll. and I, last year, I picked with my heart. And I think yeah. I think I got caught up in the Drew, in the Drew Conley story. I think yeah. I got caught up in the Team of Destiny idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then a brick wall of Alito yeah. offensive line. Yeah, I kind of felt face. like, I think if you look at the picks last year, I, picked, I think I picked Alito by a significant margin. You know, I, not by 36 yeah. points. But I think it was like 20 14 to 20 points. So I would have been pretty shocked last year because I thought Alito's depth in the trenches would wear him down. That's not there this year. This just comes down to Mm. can Forpin Marshall match up up front? If they match up up front, game on. But if they don't, if they don't, it's the same song, different verse. Maybe it'll be closer because Alito's a little bit more wounded, but it's they're going to win going away. Mm -hmm. It's up to the four-pin Marshall front, and I just I can't pick them until I see him do it. It's just like I'm sorry. The defensive line is going to be key. You can because th- there's no bigger backbreaker than, than accounting for everyone on Alito and then Jake Bishop yes. on 39 picks up 14 on a scramble. Absolutely, got to keep him bottled up. So that is our 11 a.m. kick. <coughs> I guess there will be a three o'clock game. Uh, is there? Who, who's playing at three? Let me hold on. I'm going to pull up texasfootball.com slash state. We've got the schedule up here, and it appears to be, um, okay, three o'clock Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It appears that the uh, Duncanville Panthers will take on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs for the 6A Division One UIL Football State Championship. These two teams played before? I Let me Google it. Um, 2018. North oh! Oh, that! Oh, it's that game! Yeah. Uh, the they're gonna run back one of the like they're gonna run back the most the presently the most nationally famous Texas high school football game. Do you think it top Plano East John Tyler? I think it is more nationally known now. Mm-hmm. I think the Plano East John Tyler, yeah, it's gotten some play. Have you seen this stuff like that? But that's still kind of a novelty. This was on Sports Center. Let, did it lead off? I don't know if it led off Sports Center, but it was near it the was top. Near the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's North Shore, it's Duncanville. It was on the secondary cover of the magazine. It's a game we thought we might get. It's a game we're getting. It is 
And I, I'm sorry. I refuse to not be excited about this game. There are reasons. There are reasons we will get into that if you want to play Debbie Downer, you can be Debbie Downer. Yeah. I refuse to be that way. I am pumped freaking up for Duncanville North Shore Part 2. It's going to be great. And here's why. The matchup of that Duncanville defense against the North Shore offense, regardless of Jaquin and Jackson and his status, that matchup in and of itself is worth the price of admission. Yes. That is what I view as the best defense in the state in 6A going against the best offense in the state in 6A. Mm-hmm. And I know North Shore doesn't have Shadrack Banks. It doesn't matter. Demetrius Davis has been a just he, – he has improved. You thought he was good last year? Wait till you watch him this year. He is unfreaking believable And Zach Evans is running like a madman. They, they, have, they have taken the reins off of him and let him loose. And, he, and then you got Roger Hagan, John Gentry, that North Shore offensive line with those road graders going up against that Duncanville defense. Man, I cannot wait for no, this matchup. That's incredible. And, I mean, you go back to last year, Duncanville – now, I do not think the Duncanville front seven is quite as good as they were last year. That bar was so high last but that, year. But that's, that's like saying, hey, you know what? The 85 ba- – they're not quite the 85 Bears. Yeah. It's like, no, they're still super good. I don't know if they're quite as good as they were last year. They are still excellent. Mm-hmm. Going up against that big offensive line that – if you want to say the North Shore offensive line is better this year. I think they are. They're mostly return intact. I think four or five starters, I think, are back. Yeah. Yeah. And more importantly, they have given Demetrius Davis a lot more latitude. Yeah. And they have told him, you want to run? Go for it. We trust you. And he he's their best runner. Is that a hot take? This Is, is that a hot take? He's their best runner. This is a guy who in three he, – he's this is a junior – He's starting his 42nd high school football game this year. He started 10 games as a freshman at North Shore and led North Shore to the regional final as a freshman. He, this is a guy who's got loads of experience. He knows the offense like the back of his hand. He is the unquestioned leader of this team. Those, those kids will follow him. And that North Shore, that, they just tore through late Travis like it was nothing. They've been doing it all year. Now, I have concerns about North Shore's defense. Yes. They are not the unit they were last year. They have allowed 35-plus points in the last four games. That concerns me. But now with the big elephant in the room, the status of Jaquindon Jackson, does Duncanville have the ability to take advantage of that? So let's talk about that. So we were recording this 6-14 on Monday, um, December 16th. And as of right now, we do not know the status of Duncanville quarterback Jaquindon Jackson. Yes. Okay. Uh, we don't know, and I don't think we will know, and I don't think we'll ever know. I think I don't think we'll know I think until we'll... two forty-five p.m. Yeah, when he walks out there, either in uniform or in street clothes. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. I saw that hit. I saw him on crutches against Rockwall. I don't think he's playing. I'd be stunned. I would be stunned, and if he does play, I'll I'll go out on a further limb. If he does play. I don't know if he's effective enough to be a significant upgrade over Chris Parson. And do you think it's even it's like a Matt Baldwin situation where he tried to play in like the very first first play? Mm. He I hope not. I don't want to see that again. Yeah, I just I I think unless he practices all week, unless by some miracle it's like a like a, a knee strain, Dude. and he and he practices on Wednesday. I just I can't see the him amount playing. of pain he was in. It yeah I it, I, I mean, it looked like Willis McGahee. Yeah, I can't see him playing. I can't. 
But it, I don't think we're going to get any official no. word. I think we're going to literally have to wait until Duncanville comes out for warm-ups on yes. Saturday. And so, let's for the remainder of this conversation, we if obviously if Jaquin and Jackson plays and he's effective, that's a game changer. Yeah, I think Duncanville wins. I think Duncanville I, wins. I would pick Duncanville. It is now we are going to operate under the assumption that he is not playing and that it will be Chris Parson, the freshman quarterback for Duncanville. A freshman quarterback, a 14-year-old kid making his first varsity start at AT&T Stadium against Galena Park North Shore in the state championship game. In a rematch of one of the most infamous games of all time. I mean, you want to talk about legends being born. Here's your chance. Chris Parson is very well thought of. Chris Parson, there's a reason he's the backup quarterback as a freshman. Yes. He is well thought of. He is a guy who is supposed to be the next big thing at Duncanville. He's one of our top 25 recruits in the 2023 uh, class in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Recruiting Edition. He just picked up an offer from Kansas the other day as a freshman. He is a stud. Yes. He's a stud. He doesn't look like a freshman. No. I saw pictures of him. He does not look like a freshman. But... He's 14. Yes. And John Kay is going to dial up something to make sure he is. And, and where, where, this, where this comes down to is that now, if you are North Shore, you can key on Tristan Smith all day. Right? You got to make sure. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat us. Because Tristan Smith, they still got that offensive line. They still got Tristan Smith, right? But, like, the, the reason he is so effective is because you have to account for Jaquin and Jackson, in my opinion. It's not that Tristan Smith is obviously unbelievable. I'm not saying that. He's not great because of Jaquin and Jackson, but he is made greater yes. because of the threat of Jaquin and Jackson. Now you take away that threat, now all of a sudden key, teams are really going to key on, on Smith. Because what made Duncanville effective was that, that misdirection action where you go tr- Smith one way and then Jaquin cuts up mm-hmm. under him, and, and he's... 6'2", 225, built like a linebacker, and just runs through tackles. Now, there's people are able to to commit more numbers to stopping Tristan Smith and making someone else beat them. Now, now that linebacker who was so worried about Jaquindon may not sit as long exactly. on the read and go right with Tristan Smith. So that is that's the little like it's going to be up to Chris Parson to make plays. He's going to have to make plays in this game. He can't be a bus driver. They're not going to be able to bus drive their way to a title past North Shore. The other thing is that North Shore, while their defense, you're right. I'm not a huge – I'm not – this is not the vintage North Shore defense, but their their problems in the secondary. They're still good against the run. They're still good against the run. Go back to their playoff game against Katie. I've got their box box score up. Katie, 24 carries, 79 yards. Yep. That's one of the best running teams in the state, Mm -hmm. and they shut them down. Um. Now, you know, Ronald Hoff probably wasn't 100% in that game. But at the same time, like, this is a wounded Duncanville team. I'm just not ready to throw dirt on Duncanville. That's all I'm saying. I'm picking North Shore, okay? I'm just not ready to say that it's a done deal. They're definitely going to win the title. That said, I thought from the beginning that it was going to take 49 points to win this game. That's my prediction. It's going to take 49 points to win this game. Okay. I think I think I think North Shore is getting to forty two, right? Yeah, they got to forty one last year. Got to, on what we feel is a better was a better Dunkerville defense. On a better Dunkerville defense, I think they're going to get to forty two. Okay, can Duncanville muster enough offense or hold them under that number? Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It, this has got to be the defense. It's got to be the all time great defensive performance, in my opinion. If they're, gonna I think they'll hold them under, but I don't know. 
I don't know if they're a whole. I mean, I, I see North Shore winning 30, 35, 28. It's kind of in that neighborhood. I think, I think it'll it's be close still. Mid thir- yeah, I think it's still going to be close because Dunkville's defense is good enough to keep them in them. Yeah. I just don't know if – that's asking so much of a freshman quarterback to go – I mean, like I said, John Kay is going to have some exotic stuff for Parsons, and I just I don't know if, if, if Dunkinville – because they're going to, North Shore is going to say we are not letting Trice and Smith beat us. That's exactly. They right. are going to say Chris Parsons beat us. Yeah, and I don't know if he can. Not as a freshman. Not as a freshman. I mean, that's the thing. As special as he, and if he is, I will sit here at the next podcast. And Chris Parsons is one of the most unbelievable freshmen I've ever seen. He deserves all the credit. I just don't see it. I I've been watching high school football a long time, and you are asking a regardless of how talented he is, he's fourteen. You're asking. So much of him. Yes. And it's just, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair. And and by the way, let's just take a moment, and I know we're running long here. we got one more game to get to. But it's the last podcast, whatever. Let's just all acknowledge, I don't care if you're a North Shore homer. This sucks. It's terrible. It's awful. This sucks. This is not what we wanted. I wanted Shadrick Banks to play. Yes. I wanted Jaquin and Jackson to play. I wanted this to be full strength North Shore, full strength Duncanville. Run it back. Yeah, let's just do it again because it was and, so much fun last year. And if you're a Texas high school football fan, it is okay to feel like you were robbed. Yeah, I feel like I was robbed, and it sucks. Yeah, but it's still gonna be a great game. I I, I refuse to get down about it. Yeah, but if you, if you were my think, little pity part. If you were thinking about not coming because Jaquin and Jackson wasn't playing, come come to the game. It's, it's gonna, gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great game. It'll be a great atmosphere too. Because the other thing is, these two teams are gonna get chippy. Okay. These two teams are going to chirp at each other, and it's going to be great. All right. That's the 6A Division One game. There's one game left, and we will close out the 2019 Texas high school football season with another fabulous strength-on-strength matchup. The 6A Division Two state championship game, pitting the Denton-Geyer Wildcats against the Austin-Westlake Chaparrales. Westlake, you're a year late. That's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you're a year late. Geyer. Can I take a moment to pat myself on the back? Here we go. Do you remember in our Slack chat when we were talking, for, you know, we were beginning to put the magazine together? Mm-hmm. I was riding the Denton Ryan, Denton Den- Geyer bandwagon pretty hard. I remember us sitting in that Slack chat and sitting in meetings and saying, Geyer is going to do one of two things. They're going to go six and five. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to win a title. <laughs> well, it felt like there wasn't an in between, and a lot of it came down to we had to see Eli Stowers take the next step because the last time they had a terrific sophomore quarterback was Sean Robinson, mm-hmm. and his junior year was a disaster. Yes. Well, Eli Stowers has made that step. Yes, and then some. That helps because he's got he has got. One of the best offensive lines I've seen since the vintage Trinity days. Whoa! That Geyer offensive line is something serious. Like I watched That's high praise, man. I watched the Spring Westfield game. That's a good Spring Westfield defense, and they knew what was coming. Yeah, and they could not stop that 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 running game with Kadrick Cobbs and that offensive line. That is a really, really, really good offensive line, and I think when you this Westlake's defense is great. Westlake's defense has been elite all year, but at some point, now I don't know if if they can get off blocks against Geyer, and then even when they do, they've got a two hundred and twenty pound bowling ball in yeah. Cobbs who runs Dude. as hard as anyone. Kader Cobbs, he runs so angry. Kader Cobbs is so underrated. He, he runs pissed off, Kader and I Cobbs, love it. Kader Cobbs is so underrated. 
Like, I can't believe he doesn't have a like. I think his best offer is like from the Ivy League. That is oh, okay. Go to the Ivy League, buddy. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, if yes, you can go to the it, Ivy League, do it. Go on go somebody else's dime, yeah. do it. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. UTEP, what are you doing? Rice, what are you doing? Yeah, I cannot believe that someone. Yeah, you know what, Rice? This guy's got Ivy League offers. He clearly can get into your school. Offer him. I, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, let's talk about Westlake. Westlake is a team we've had circled from the beginning. They are a year late. They should have gotten here last year. They, they got really banged up and lost to a very good Westbrook team. That said, high, hot take, they would have lost to Longview. Okay? Do you disagree with that? If Westlake no. had made it, Longview would have beat them? I think so. I think yeah. so. I think Longview was team of destiny. Westlake is, of course, coached by Todd Dodge. And let's talk about the defense first because the defense is, is legit. The defense is spectacular. They give up less than 10 points a game. I look at, they, don't, they don't have a lot of big names on the defense. It's it's kind of that Leo Lowen, yeah. um, and then the but, but Sage Luther. They got some guys that are just playmakers, but they are a team that are As just greater than some of their parts for sure. They do not miss tackles. That's the thing for me. They are sound mm-hmm. tacklers. They wrap up and they bring you to the ground. They're not huge, but they're just super well coached. The offense, I think, is starting to hit its stride. And it's because they picked a damn quarterback. <laughs> That's sorry, right. sorry, Todd Dodge. I, you are a great coach, and you have no more. You, you know, you've forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But I just feel like that three quarterback system that they were running through the first six to seven weeks of the season was just telegraphing what they were doing on offense. And they've settled on one guy, and I think it's the senior Kirkland Michaud. And their offense has taken off since. Yes, done it has, that. and they've really settled in. And it's part. I mean, now uh, Michaud has been great. It also helps that his receivers, they got a great receiving core. Yeah, Mason Mangum is a stud, but they've got other guys. Ryan Lindley, they got that freshman great house that mm-hmm. everyone's really high on. Um, they are they are a loaded team, and this is a complete team. This really is. Offense, peaking. Defense, sound all year. Special teams, pretty darn good. Pretty solid, yeah. Here's the thing. I think what's the peaking, too. What's the best offense they've seen this year? Late Travis. What happened in that game? They lost. Is this is let's say Lake Travis is better offensively than Geyer. I don't know if that's true. Let's say it is. This is still the second best offense they've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a different kind of offense. It too. is. And I don't know if they've seen this kind of this kind of offense all year. I mean, like I said, I think because because at some point Geyer just can physically physically maul you, and that's where I think. Uh, there's there's some questions there. I, I wonder if because Westlake's not overly big on the defensive side of the ball. They're they're not small, but they're not big. And I just wonder if Geyer just mauls them. Yeah, that's kind of what where I'm I'm looking at. So that's that's the question: is can they match up up front? Because if I think they've got to, and this is going to shock people, they have got to make Eli Stowers beat them. They have to make him the guy that's going to beat them. Because if it's not him, because if they let Kadrick Cobbs run, the game's already over. Because if at that point that opens up everything that they do, and the guy and they have to match up up front. If they don't match up up front, this game is probably over. Now, Westlake's defense is legit, and this is probably you know, Geyer hasn't played a ton of great defenses. Like they've run up big numbers. They were up, like, Westfield's probably the best defense they played all and year. They, and they were able to run on them. Now, they were able to shut them down relatively. But, let me look at this. Let me look at their, their schedule. Westfield, Tesco's is not a great defense. Arlington, Cedar Hills is not. Um, Hebron, 
But Hebron's a different kind of defense. Hebron's solid. They're not great. I wouldn't call them great by any means. South Lake Carroll? Pope 34 on South Lake Carroll. Pretty good defense. Yeah, I think I'd say South Lake Carroll's probably one of the best defenses they've seen. Yeah. And so Westfield's probably the best one across the board. Yeah. So look, I am I'm really interested in this because it, this is another game that's determined up front. If if Cadre Cobbs is a big game, we're talking about Geyer being a state champion. Because I don't think Westlake, as good as their as much as their offense is peaking, we haven't even talked about the Geyer defense. That Geyer defensive line is just a bunch of like it's a bunch of dudes that are like six three and two forty and can all run sideline to sideline. They're not huge. No, Mahon's the big the, yeah the, the, the big mean, load in the middle. I think he's coming to Oklahoma State. I that think. sounds right. Yeah. But this is a team that their defensive line I think is underrated. They shut down Tascosa. That's they impressive. They, 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 they look good. The, the secondary was where they had some issues last week. They, yeah. So I. They're gonna have to get pressure on Michaud, I yeah. think, as well to to slow down Westlake. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think this game is gonna be a shootout, but I, I don't think it's gonna be this low score. I think, I think you're gonna see a game in the high twenties, low thirties, yeah. um, and I think the key is gonna be for Westlake. Can they? It sounds weird because Eli Sto- Eli Stowers is committed to Texas A and M. I think they need to they, they, they need, need to, to make say, him beat him. You're gonna have to beat us, Eli. Yeah, we are not letting Kadrick Cobbs just churn out four and five yard runs at a pop and wear us down. So I, I think you're going to see early downs, flooding flooding the box with numbers, trying to put Geyer in second and eight, third and third and six, and seeing if Stowers can uh, beat them. The computer has Westlake by seven. Um, I disagree. I think it's I I I'm picking Geyer. Yeah. Um, I think it's a close game. I think it's a really interesting game and potentially another game that I think has a chance to steal the show. Another game that I think has a chance to really let it rip and and be be the game that we're talking about at the end of the at the end of the week because there's enough star power out here mm-hmm. that we could be talking about it. But there's also another instance. I'm reminded of the finale two years ago with Cy Fair Midway, where Midway came in with this high powered offense going up against this great defense, and what happened? Cy Fair blew them out. Cy Fair blew them out. Yeah, I'm cognizant of that too. That's fair. Said, it's fair. That said. I'm going. I'm going with now. If Westlake Westlake has got to turn the ball over, they got to turn them over two or three times. If they do that, they're in business. I like Geyer though. I think it's a close game, but a fun game. And there it is. At that point, I will start high school scoreboard live. Which, by the way, the last two years we've won an Emmy for that show for the final scoreboard live. So no pressure. I know no pressure. Got to go for the three peat. I can't swear on the air this year. But that's gonna do it. That's it. Um, that's high school that football. Point. That's high school football. That's the season. And high school football. That's the end. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Thanks for... Oh, oh by the way, one more thing. Um, if you're going to be at the meet and greet for subscribers, come say hi. Let us know you listen to Tep and Let Step. us know you listen to Tep and Step. And, and say that very loudly in front of our boss. Yes. Yes. I love Tep and Step. It's great. It's my favorite podcast. It's the reason I subscribe. Yeah, say that. That'd be really good. We'll give you an extra breakfast taco. Yeah. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And step... Thanks for your courage. Thanks. It's been a great season. Uh, looking forward to uh, the state championships and uh, doing a podcast with you in January to get ready for realignment. I am excited about that. Bye. Bye.